0: Welcome to the fantasy sports Cave. This is your host Jill Garcia. Tonight we're talking NBA playoffs. Of course, we're talking anything NBA. Today we have our NBA analyst. who goes by the name of Chris Henderson. Chris, how you doing?
1: Uh, Sad day for me, G. Uh, Basketball's <laughs> officially over for me, man, until October. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's not. Yeah, man, we pretty good.
0: <laughs> well, well, we, we got to be correct. It's not because you're covering the WNBA with the LA Sparks. Ah, oh, this, so this is NBA, true. NBA, NBA is over, but not, not basketball. Not basketball. Correct. We got Correct. you. We got, you, we got right. you covered. So yeah, we, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we, we got you covered. We're gonna talk NBA, the finals. The Warriors swept the Cleveland Cavaliers. They end up winning tonight, game four, one hundred eight to eighty five. Coming all the way from Moscow, Russia, to come give you some of this analysis, but also mm. you know Chris kind of break down his thoughts. So, Chris, give us your overall thoughts
1: of game four. Uh, I, I just think Cleveland, man, didn't come out with a sense of desperation. Obviously, they they approached it knowing that they're not going to be able to beat this team four straight times, but for them to come out that flat, um, I think that is just sad because they, they play with no energy, no sense of desperation, no urgency, nothing, man. It just, they just came out like, well, we conceded, so. And it shows up on the scoreboard losing by uh, 23 points, man, in the closeout game their, on their own home floor. It's just a, just a sad, sad day, man.
0: Yeah, no, it's tough. I mean, even me just looking at the scoreboard, 108 to 85, I was thinking, I mean, at least they're going to get one. They'll get one at home. You know, they get right. beat in game five. But, wow, just, I mean, just like you said, they came out flat, the Warriors. Right. I mean, I see here Stephen Curry had 37 points. He was 12 of 27 from
1: shooting. Uh, what'd you see on the Warriors side? Uh I saw the Steph Curry just put on the show, man. Had 20 points in the first half, finished with 37, making a 7-15 from three. Um, he was able to, I mean, he he was making shots that was that were demoralizing the Cavs players. And I mean, you can see it. They put their hand up, he makes it, they just sit there with their hand up, like, man, coach Tyloo, what you want me to do? <laughs> um, and I mean basically that's what it comes down to, man. And then you have finals MVP shots out to Kevin Durant, man, back to back championships, back to back finals, MVPs showed up uh, with twenty with twenty and twelve. It was a quiet twenty and twelve because it was overlooked by by Steph Curry, thirty seven. But um, and yeah, actually, had sorry, a KD triple KD KD double. Had a triple hit
0: double yeah, I was gonna
1: say he had a triple. My bad, KD. I wasn't trying to short change you, man. But um, yeah, the twenty twelve and the ten, man. That's just uh, I mean, overall they were just a better team when you when, when Coach Vance, uh, Jeff Van Gunny, and Mark Jackson, who caught the game. We're just talking about how Warriors were a superior team. They thought Cleveland would get one, but for them to get swept, it's just uh, – it was LeBron's worst team he's took to the finals since 2007. Um, yeah. What it was, but the difference between 2007 and now is this is a way better team than that San Antonio team back in 2007, in my opinion, led by Tim Duncan. So, um, yeah. sad day, man. But overall, I think that Cleveland uh, – never really came out with a sense of fight, man. Like in game one, I think it just kind of trickled down from game one on down, man. Um, since they lost that game one, I never really think they fully recovered from that. To be honest no. that's just fine.
0: Yeah, no, it, uh, it's just the way, it's how you start things, you know. How, it's everything how you start, I know it's how you finish, but, like, after that de- game one deficit, uh, it weighed, it weighed on them a ton, you know. I hadn't even seen, <laughs> there's, a, there's a source here, I'm reading on ESPN, I know Bleacher Report broke this out as way. Also, LeBron mm-hmm. James—he injured his hand from punching uh, the blackboard after game one. I don't know if you read that news. So, I did not hear that. so he was playing with an injured hand. So now that I understand that, now I know how the media works. And you know, once we get the inside scoop, and you're starting, right. you're you're going to get to know this now too, Chris. All that information is known, but it may not be known to the Warriors, but within the the Cleveland Cavaliers circle is known. Right. Hey, this guy's playing with the injured hand. Now, at least, see instantly. Twenty minutes after the game was over, bam! Source, LeBron James was playing with the injured hand. So it's 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 crazy, you know. Like obviously he was pissed. He was still pissed, you know. And it was it was still in his hand. He you know he still had that feeling. So his hand reminded him, in my you know thinking, his hand reminded him of losing Game One, and and just like his, his, he only scored twenty three points. I didn't get to watch the game. Uh, but can you do? You, do you see? Do you recall any of
1: his shots as being off,
0: or his momentum of his shooting form being off?
1: Uh, honestly, I saw a, a, a lack of aggression from LeBron. Um, I feel I, I feel like LeBron's the type of player that leads by example on the mm-hmm. court. Um, he goes as the Cavs go, obviously. So the way the so the better LeBron plays, a la Game One with that fifty-one, he put the Cavs on his back. They had a chance to legitimately win Game One and still Game One at the Oracle. But I just I just feel like he came out too passive, man, knowing that their backs were against the wall. And maybe maybe it could have been that he knows that they're not gonna come back from this deficit or maybe it was an injured hand. I mean, on LeBron knows the answer to that. But he just he didn't come out as aggressive, man. Only took one three point shot. Um <clears throat> excuse me. Only took the three one three point shot and thirteen field goal attempts total. I mean, it's just that in my opinion, that's just a lack of aggression compared to the twenty plus shots he shot in all the other games, man. Yeah. Um, I no, just, I mean, did honestly. I'm not sure he would know the answer that better than anybody.
0: Oh, here it goes. Here it goes. Report says LeBron right here. LeBron said he has a cast on his arm. He has a cast on mm. his arm. I'm seeing it right now. Sure. He says he, he sure. says right here. Uh, House of Highlights here on Instagram saying LeBron pretty much played with the with a broken hand the last three games. <laughs> so if you yeah if you check it out right wow. now so. Like I said, like well, I, he's not he's uh, not gonna want to wear a cast now. In the press conference, he's wearing a cast on his arm, like a little bandage cast thing. I'm seeing uh, it right now. So that kind of goes to reiterate your point of him not being as aggressive. I don't think you know when your shooting hand is fucked up. Essentially, you know you can only do so much. If it's your other arm, okay, you can still kind of send it the ball, but when it's
1: your shooting arm, it's kind of hard. Um, I. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, actually, you don't want any broken hand when it comes to playing basketball because you, when you handle the ball with both hands, you you need both hands. Yeah. as close to 100 as possible, if not 100. But as far as uh, you saying him playing the last three games with a broken hand, um, I had no idea. But I, I honestly, I still think he played well in games two and three. Um, hmm. I didn't see any, I, I didn't notice anything as far as his hand being slightly injured or whatnot um I never saw him playing with it messing with it or maybe he's trying to stretch it out or or whatever it was I mean I pay attention to all those little things I, I never really noticed that but if that's the case then that's the case or or is this the media making excuses for him I mean who knows but mm-hmm. um at the end of the day like I said, even if he even if that was the case um I feel I still feel like he could have been a little bit more aggressive that's just my opinion he did get to the free throw line 11 times but I just feel like they, they didn't come out with a sense of desperation that yeah, no,
0: no and, it, and it's tough. Yeah, and it's tough when you're a leader, LeBron, you know. Um, like you guess he didn't come out aggressive, or whatever, whether it be the hand, whether it not be the hand. You know, like, he's, he's a workhorse. So let me ask you the juicy question. Does LeBron James come back to Cleveland next year?
1: Um, I've been asked that question several times, man, in the last hour. Honestly, I don't know the answer to that. Because I think that, obviously, he, he brings his family into consideration. But I do legitimately believe he wants to go to another franchise and win a championship. But I do feel like he doesn't want to be scrutinized or vilified if he leaves to go join another team. Because remember, he's done that already, and he's the best mm-hmm. in the world. So a lot of a, a lot of people, a lot of not people, but I'm I don't think he cares about the fans so much as far as what what we think. But I think as far as his contemporaries, the people he plays the game against, the people who came before him, are going to look at him and say, "Why do you feel like you always need to?" take the easy way out um
0: mm-hmm.
1: go, go go join these type of players why don't you just try to build from where you are and because you got to keep in mind it's not like the Cavs don't give him whatever he wants usually whenever he wants so that'd be different if they never gave him any help and he's continued to struggle but yeah. like i mentioned before man on previous co- podcasts, they've given him whatever he's wanted since he's returned um back in 2012 so but to answer your question i, I really don't know man um no, everybody no. he's houston los angeles philly um, um, I was, uh, Paul Pierce and Chauncey and Jalen um, during the post game, they were even saying boss. I'm like, that's just, that would have me shaking my head. You, I mean, yeah. but you never know. You, you know. never know. You never no, I hear you. No, though, I saw
0: him walk out off the court. Obviously, he was frustrated. He had, uh, he congratulated all the elder starters that were on the, on the court before he, he got sent to the bench um, right. in the final seconds. But he walked. he walked straight to the locker room. Um, and obviously it was, you know, obviously after you lose, you know, game four, you got frustrated. It's going to be interesting. said like you said, you know, the Cavs giving everything was wanted. Like, I don't see after Kyrie leaving before, like when Kobe Bryant was still in the league, Kobe, you know, got Uh the thing of like, I don't want to play with that player. And everybody wanted to play with LeBron. I don't know if you remember that. Everybody wanted to go play with LeBron and stuff like that. Of course. Now I think LeBron in his transition has trans since the Curry I mean, since so a Kyrie leaving, uh-huh. I think that has kind of followed him now. Like, it'll be interesting to see if Paul George, all these, you know, free agents decide to go there and help him out or, you know, LeBron, LeBron leaves Cleveland and gets uh, villainized once again. I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be a hot summer. It's going to be an interesting summer.
1: Um. Wow. Yeah, I, I agree. But like I said, we're we're gonna be covering it all summer, man. I mean, I'll keep track of this thing. But as uh as far as addressing what you said regarding players coming to play with him, I mean uh, this is a question I'm not sure anybody's really sat down and really pondered and really thought about. Do do stars would a star really enjoy playing and this be a guard. I'm not saying like a big guy like yeah, Marcus yeah. Cut, somebody who's who does who's not really ball dominant. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like a guy maybe a, a guard or a perimeter player. Mm-hmm. What they really enjoy playing with LeBron? Because he's not the easiest guy to play. I know they say Kobe's never the easiest guy to play. Because it comes it comes with a lot of pressure playing with LeBron. Number yes. one, they're going to the expect championships. And number two, LeBron's the type of player that will call you out without really calling you out, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, 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 And I believe that's part of the reason why Kyrie wanted it out. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously LeBron was always telling the organization, the fans, the media, what the Cavs didn't have when Kyrie was there. So maybe – Maybe uh, Kyrie took it as a shot at himself. I'm just guessing, saying that, well, I'm on your team. I'm a superstar. We got K Love as an all star. I mean, what else do you need? So, I mean, it just comes a lot of pressure playing with LeBron. Like I told everybody, man, those same shots that you see guys like uh, JR and Hood and all those guys, Kyle Corver, those same shots that they take during the regular season, man, it's a whole different dynamic come playoff time because it's a lot more pressure. So, it's not easy. It's not easy playing with a guy like that who demands so much attention and pressure playing with them so
0: exactly. um,
1: we don't know what type of star would want to take that on or would they rather go against the guy and not deal with that so no I hear you no. you make you it's make a solid you,
0: you make a solid points there um, all right so let's go ahead and wrap this up um, Chris tell the give of you or the listeners uh, your your uh, your social your Twitter account or anything.
1: Yeah. for sure yeah um, you can always follow me at uh, Christopher C-H-R-Y S-T-O-P-H-E-R and HEN, H-E-N, the number one. Um, since these games are over, I'm going to try to keep you guys up to date with stuff that's going on around the league um, as we gear towards July 1st, which is the first official day. Free agents can sign with other teams and all that good stuff. So, I mean, I'm kind of excited about the summer, um, even though basketball games won't be, be won't be played in the, at the NBA level. But I'm um, excited to cover it, man. So uh, I'll try to keep you guys up to date on what's going on once I find out information myself. So excited about it, man. We'll see what happens. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And I'm your host. I go by the name of Gio Garcia.
0: You can follow me uh, at entrepreneur Geo GIO. And um, yeah, I mean, we got a lot of cool stuff. I'm out here in Russia covering, you know, uh, some of the fan stuff out here in the World Cup. I will be going to the opening night ceremony and we just got Chris to cover the LA Sparks. So he's going to be doing some LA Sparks coverage and bringing that, you know, all the articles and everything will still be posted on the site that's it for NBA, guys. This year was a hell of a year. Thrilling, uh, thrilling year. I mean, it's crazy. That the Warriors are a dynasty now with this win. Three championships in four years. We'll see what happens this summer. Chris and uh, LJ will definitely keep you informed. So that, that wraps things up, guys. For Chris, this is Gio. We'll catch you guys in the next episode. Peace.